recording is on. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Are you leaving that bit in? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Hello and welcome to the Robot Dice Explosion podcast. I'm Ben. I'm Ollie. And this week we're uh, going to talk about the Bushido Cult of Uri recent release, the uh, the Coven. Uh, to do that, we're joined by Jason from GCT. Hello. And James, who's uh, from the Silent War Gamers Club that Ollie and I both go to, who did some playtesting. Hello. Right, so we thought we'd... Um, do a similar thing as we did with the Wolf Clan, uh, except this time after they come out. So uh, I guess the first thing is to ask Jason, like, uh, what was the brief for this box set and uh, how did you go about implementing it? So this uh, this was one of Gordon's ideas. and um, Obviously, uh, I mean, you can tell it takes some cues from a classic idea of a Western witch coven. Uh, with three sisters, the uh, the the brief was very light. They wanted, uh, I think, I saw some artwork and models first, actually, and mm. that really um, got my ideas going. But they wanted another sort of unit that you could use together. But again, you could take on their own, a bit like the sisters and brothers. Um, but this time, uh, instead of being melee, it was all about the opposed feats. Um, uh, so. Okay. When I got them, I decided that uh, I think Ollie brought this up once. Actually, we were talking about what what the chi actually is and what a chi feat represents. Because mm. you know, for some people, it's just an ability they have. For some people, it's training. Like uh, a dakote is just a, a kendo maneuver. It's a feint and a, yeah. a hit to the hand. I think they, for some people, it's like the monks are just these are things that they can do once they've mastered an element. They can either throw a fireball or make their skin as hard as rock or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, for some people, it, it literally just represents that they've been farming in a rice field for long enough to to do certain things, or uh, fishing with a a heron long enough to get the heron to attack you, or whatever it is. Yeah. So for these ones, this is really using the feats to be proper magic. They're they're casting magical spells, uh, and they're doing it as a a coven together. So that's where the idea came from for having all the or almost all the feats be huge cost and huge effect. So you'd have to choose which ones to use. Uh, and also they, they ended up having the communal card because they're a coven, they pool their power together. Part of it was as well that each, uh, a bit like in the Western example, again, uh, they have the uh, the maiden, mother and crone part of a, a, a triad. Uh, these ones were um, more, they were life, death and the transition between life and death. Uh, so you think that's where they come in with the, the tie, one of them to Burakumin, one of them to the uh, the completely dead skeletons, and one of them to the, the transition between, which is the Kirai. I, I didn't realise there was a background uh, tie in there. I thought it was um, like thematic in the mechanics, but uh, yeah, I didn't realise there was actually background behind that idea. 
Yeah, if you if you look at the uh, the three witches uh, ranged attacks, uh, two of them do death magic because they're about um, the Karai and the uh, skeletons, but the one that uh, sort of goes with the Burakumin just does dark magic. Hmm. She's the, she's about living people and corrupting them rather than um, than using the dead to to do their bidding. Uh, there, there's uh, quite a bit of story which I don't want to spoil in case Alistair gets to to write it at some point. But uh, sure. the idea is that they were a, a coven, um, and they got offered the bargain, and uh, there, there was a uh, a stipulation to join basically, and that will uh, that will come out with the next release for these because there's there's more to come. Yes. Yes, there's there's talk of a fourth. Yeah, people know there is a fourth one. Yeah, and, uh, uh, she's a bit different to the other three, which is why she's not in the box. She is, yes. So, um, Andrew, Model fucking great, by the way. Yeah, yeah, Andrew's done a great job on her. Um, so I want, I want to talk about the sculpt, but I can't. Um, but these three, uh, the three witches, uh, the three Utah, they were sculpted by Andrew as well. But I think they were pretty much they were the the first models he did after he did like a, a dude for the prefecture, the um, the starter set guy with the two swords. Uh, can't remember his name. Takashi something or other. Um, but yeah, so these these sculpts have been done for oof, must be like two years or something now, maybe as long as that. So shall we go through the uh, the profiles and uh, and talk a little bit about them and then uh, just. I don't know, James, just, just pitch in when you uh, want to say something about how they were play-tested. Because I don't think... I think you and Ol played a game with them, but I wasn't available to play you when you were play-testing them. No, I did only get one game with them, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But they do look pretty much identical from, from when the actual game happened, so I can't, I can't remember seeing any changes. I think that there is one change, which is the two... like. Uh, non-unique uh, Gashodokuro are uh, now ha- now have different weapons. Yeah, yeah, actually, you're yeah, right on that. Yeah, they were identical previously. Yeah. Um, but they they look they're close enough apart from their weapons. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Well, um, okay. Let's. I think it probably makes sense to start with their communal card because that uh, that's going to sort of inform a lot of the stuff that comes up, I guess. So. Uh, <clears throat> When a Utah model would generate key, place that key on this card. Utah models may use feats on this card as if they were printed on their own card. So it's essentially um, like the Bakamono communal card and so on. Yeah, I was just about to say, if you effectively Bakamono style things, really. Yeah. Which is interesting because it means that no one can leech key off them. Yeah, because it's on the card, not on them. Yeah. But you so can't steal it either. No. They've got Chaos Vault. Uh, it's two simple target six inches and oppose key test, and the target model will gain poison one, bleed one, and a fire one marker. Uh, I guess that one can actually work quite well with the starter set, because the starter set like to uh, like to uh, what do you call it? Like leverage both all three of those markers. Yes. You've got darkness. So we're just talking about the Bakamono. There you go. Uh, same key feat. Uh, Bakamono is still exempt from this. It's exactly the same version of uh, Darkness, I think. It looks the same, yeah. Yeah, it is. Um, 
I did uh, again to go back to the 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 brief. I, I did think it was fun that they'd they'd find um, somewhere uh, a scroll or somebody would teach them how to cast this spell. And the witches have no idea that it's a bacamono spell, and they can see through it, and they just <laughs> use it for the darkness. And they're going to have a rude awakening at some point when they meet the savage wave and go, "Ah, oh, we'll be uh, we'll be able to hide ourselves in this darkness and then get shot." Oh, <laughs> Uh, then you've got Eyes of Your Eye, which uh, is one key active personal. Uh, once a turn, this model gains six cents uh, until the end phase. So that's once per turn per model using it. Uh, so I, that was um, somebody being a bit uh, over ambitious with the thing. They, they, they corrected my text there. Um, it was supposed to be once per turn for all of them, but it's gone on as once per turn each. So that once per turn is essentially pointless. <laughs> um, yeah, but I'm going to leave it for now. I, I don't think it makes too much of a difference. Um, the, the, to be I honest, the other key beats are so expensive that um, they, they're going to want to keep as little key being spent on things like that as possible. Like. Yeah, if, if do you want to spend three keys a turn on on six cents, I'd quite happily let them because they're not doing something else. Then, well, of course, they need to get the six cents in order to be able to see through their own darkness. Yeah, but that's a key. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Um, we'll get to how they get all of that, I suppose, in a bit. Um, and then the last one, Unholy Vitality. Uh, it's four key, simple, target six inches. Target model takes half of its remaining wounds, ignoring durable, rounding down, then gains an activation counter. If used on an enemy model, you must succeed in an opposed key test. So it's pretty savage for a model to lose half its remaining wounds. You win an opposed key test against Rashka, he's going to be a bit upset with you. But you gave him an activation card, so he's also going to show that he's upset. Yeah, I like that. I think that's pretty cool. What's the um, is is there an intent behind this, Jason, or is it uh, essentially like just a cool idea that you had? Uh, part of it was uh, was was from the idea that uh, all the magic's going to cost something. Yeah. Uh, so obviously, it makes it a very flexible thing. You can give your own guys extra activations. Uh, or you can try and do lots of wounds on the enemy at the risk of giving them extra activations. Um, like somebody might decide that it's it's well worth doing on uh, on Rashka or on a, a dragon or something because it mm. does will get rid of a huge amount of wounds. But uh, obviously, giving either of those models another activation is is going to be critical. I think um, to your opponent, they they might even like that. Uh, and you you kind of have to know whether a model can get those wounds back. I suppose. Um, if it's your own model and you've got something that can regenerate, which is very likely in this list, mm. um, then giving something an extra activation for the cost of three of its wounds, maybe, and you know it's going to get some of them back, is is pretty good. Yeah. Um, makes it very versatile, uh, as well as being um, very damaging to the opponent or beneficial to yourself if you use it right. And I'm, I'm on a bit of a thing at the moment about using uh, symmetrical or... Um, these kind of things which you can you can do either way uh because there's a lot of player skill involved in using something like this at the right time on the right model or using a symmetrical effect which will do something like uh year of the risen sun yeah event card which gives everybody plus one token at the start um using that choosing when to use that card and when not to use it is um is is a bit of player skill so uh I, that, that's something i've been adding well, I was adding recently uh, when we wrote these. Yeah, I, I like. 
I like having uh, like meaningful choices. I think I've talked about it before. And I think something that uh, something like this, which could be a double-edged sword, could really screw you if you do it at the wrong time. Um, it's sort of the epitome of that. And I guess that does still work with the the corrupting essence, the one which lets you control an enemy model. Yeah. Yeah, so that could be horrible. It costs a lot of key to do, but you can control someone, then just remove half their wounds, and then get them to do an activation, which you control. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. It's, there, there are some really horrible combinations <laughs> with this block. Oh, I, I like it. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's talk about Akuba then, who uh, is the one with corrupt essence. Yeah. Um, so all three of these Utah are 15 rice. Um, the theme does affect that, reduces them all by one rice, but we'll get to the theme after we've gone through all the models, I guess. So, uh, Utah, Shigenja. They've got uh, melee skill. Uh, let me just check. Have they all got the same stats, basically? Yes. Yes, they have. Okay, yes. so we're talking melee skill 2, boostable for 3, 3 ranged attack, 3 movement, which is interesting, and then uh, 2 key boostable for 2, and obviously no maximum because it's a communal card. A communal card. Um, so they've got five wounds. Uh, so Akuba, she is unarmed, minus one strength. She's got the ranged attack death magic, which is plus one strength and two, four, six. That's all three of them, it's essentially the same. Yeah, all, all of them are the same. Until you, yeah. yeah. All three of them have fear five and slow, and Akuba have cultist. Yeah. But that's the only thing that stands out like Yeah, uh, yeah, a little um a little errata note on Akuba. It says cult uh well it's cultist two six inches. I think um some of the like the first prince had uh conspiracy of the occult. Yeah. Sorry about <laughs> that, James. Because uh basically there was some really tight timing with uh the proofreading, getting stuff ready for Adepticon where they were going to be released, uh, and the, uh, the printing deadline, which of course Soz Law, then Adepticon doesn't go ahead and it doesn't matter anyway, and they could have been correct, but such is life. So her key feat, Corrupt Essence, uh, it's four key, simple, target six inches, opposed key test, not in base space, and once per turn, uh, target enemy exhausted model. It gains one control marker and disturb flow one six inches until the end phase. Remove the control marker in the end phase. That's sort of critical. Um, so you're not going to be controlling it next turn. You're going to have to do something like James said, get an activation token onto it. Just disturb flow is going to be incredibly annoying. Yes. Yeah, at, at six inches, it's, it's really good. Yeah. Uh, so, so we'll, I think we'll just quickly skip ahead actually to an interaction that Corrupt Essence has because if you control a model, uh, where is she? Is it Jose? Yes, Sacrifice. It so Jose has a one key, uh, simple key feat, target six inches, not in base to base. Remove target friendly, non-soulless, non-insignificant model from play. If you do, add four to key tokens to the Uta card. So you use Shoujo to make something friendly, and then you remove it. Uh, and that's what, that's some total of five key to do that. And you get four key back. That's pretty horrifying. Tiny bit. <laughs> um, critically, you can't do that with the sacrificial knife enhancement equipment. 
because you, it's a friendly non-soulless model that you own. So yeah, you mm -hmm. can't just take control of something and then execute it with the special card, but you can do it with key feet. Yeah. Uh, so she's got from below another key feet. It costs six. Simple, special, uh, not in base to base, once per game. You deploy a non-unique Gashadokuro model in base to base with this model, but not in enemy model zone control. I'm just going to say skeleton from now on. So Anim yeah. Animated warrior. Animated warrior, yes. Let's go with skeleton, shall we? Yeah. So, I mean, that's it's quite a lot of key to bring uh, the skeleton in, but... They are pretty good. They're, so they're 10 rice each. And it is uh, actually really easy to get that six key, especially because when I did this, I did this on the first turn. And I think from what I can remember, I was on about 10 key on the first turn. <laughs> so spending spending six to get a 10 point, um, 10 rice model, definitely worth it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Can you, if you hire both of them and one of them dies, can you then bring it back? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. That seems terrifying as well. Yeah. I mean, I think they're hard enough to kill anyway. Yeah, I think you're going to say that's terrifying for quite a lot of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, I've played against them. Most of yeah. most you terrifying. Yeah. Um, so let's look at her unique uh, effects. And these will be similar across all three of them, but like, uniquely different as well. So... Whenever this model deals a wound as a result of a ranged attack, a friendly user model healed one damage. So that's nice. Uh, whenever this model must spend any number of key tokens for a key feat, it may mark any number of wounds on its card. For each wound marked, it spends one fewer key token. So it's almost like a, like a sort of an inst-cultist effect. Does that read? Uh, and then you've got... Um, Skeleton models in the same warband as this model gain regenerate plus one. We'll we'll, we'll get to that. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really again it's really nice, especially when she can bring in skeletons herself and she's boosting them up. Yeah, I'm not actually sure that there's that much difference between regenerate one and regenerate two on them, but that's possibly a unique viewpoint based on my faction. <laughs> I think there's a big difference. Well, let's talk through them quickly. Um, seeing as she's the skeleton witch, we'll talk about the skeletons themselves. So we've got the animated warriors, 10 rice each, uh, the non-uniques. They're release skill three, ranged one, move four, uh, and no key, no key, no key. Uh, three wounds each. Uh, you, they've got durable, fear four. They're immune to all states. Uh, they've got Regenerate 1 and Soulless. Uh, the two variations is the one with the sword gains uh, Parry 1, and the one with the Naginata gains Reach and Powerful Attack 1. Uh, so, I mean, that, that's sort of in line with a lot of the models you see with uh, with Atachi or a Naginata. Yeah, I I think, looking back on it, I think Parry was maybe a mistake there. Um, <laughs> it, Parry's functionally identical to Tough, so it's it's essentially giving this model tough. It's well, except in the extremes, it's identical. Um, and I think they're probably hard enough to kill without that. So uh, I might have chose a different thing for the sword one. Uh, but, but when we wanted them to be the same rice cost, he had to have something to match powerful attack and uh, reach. Hmm. Uh, and yeah. Parry was it at the time. So uh, the, the named skeleton is the one that does the offense. So uh, 
end up being Parry, but um, he's probably a bit too good for his 10 at the moment. Yeah, I mean, definitely looking at the two of them, I think he's the one I'd take first if I've only got space for one and summon the other one in. Especially because if you summon one in, it'll come in exhausted and having reach is just a little bit of a, you know, sort of compensation for that. Especially given how hard they are to kill. So, um, yeah, regenerate one, that can become two with the uh, with Akuba being in the list. So that means you have to one-shot them, essentially. Or you have to kill them inside of one turn. Yeah, but at least you know that they're going to stay down once you've actually taken them down. I'd oh, yeah, no rise. It's been rise. <laughs> yeah, rise is infuriating. I, I, yeah. Uh, luckily for you, you can have both. God, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about Aiko, the uh, the unique. So he's 13 rice, uh, melee skill 3, range 1, movement 4, no key, no key, 3 wounds again. And he has got a great big axe. Uh, it's plus 1 strength, brutal 1, and push attack 1. He's got armor 1, durable Fear four, immune to state, soulless, and regenerate one. Yeah, he's for 13 13 rise. I think he's amazing. Yeah, I mean, that plus one strength plus the brutal. Yeah, the the brutal and the fact that unless you're being outnumbered by someone, so you're going to be taking more than a couple of wounds, just go all attack. Hmm. The three three dice and attack with brutal, you're going to hurt stuff. Well, you've got durable, so it, it. yeah, you exactly. Well so have last stand in a way. Like you, you, it's going to be hard to kill you. Yeah, you take you do one all-out attack. Then the next time, if you've taken that wound, you might want to put a couple in defense to try and stop yourself being hit. But you, unless you then got a risk of it being attacked by someone else, just go all-out attack again. Yeah, yeah. He was he one shot at a couple of models the first time I encountered him. Yeah. It's the trouble, isn't it? You look at a modern, you go, "Oh, it's only got three wounds." But even then, you go, "Oh, it's only got three wounds." Yeah, it's got durable, but you know, I can get through the three wounds. Oh, it's got regenerate. Oh, it's got a great big effing axe with brutal. Hmm. I mean, the, the armor is like a sort of token thing, you know. Like the model's got armor, so he has armor. Um, it, half the time, it'll be an annoyance, um, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I think the the one saving grace for opponents of these things is they're very they're very reliable for the person using them. They know exactly how much it's going to take to kill them, mm-hmm. but so does your opponent. Uh, you know exactly what you have to do to get rid of one of these, especially if your opponent is throwing all attack. You know exactly what you have to do to kill it, and it's just uh, those three wounds one at a time. Yeah. Uh, the, the The main difference when I was writing them between the regenerate one and two is that once it goes up to regenerate two, one model without combo cannot kill one ever Yeah. in melee. Whereas if it's regenerate one, you can kill it slowly over two turns, um, assuming you do damage for every melee attack. But um, it's like I say, it's people preferred this, even with regenerate two, to rise because rise was... Um, even when you had it, so you could re- reduce the number you had to roll and had a re-roll, um, it was still a, a dice roll every time, and if it came up in your favour, then you got your model back at full health. 
and you know a fail removes the model and it's a bit swingy for some people and frustrating whereas yeah. these are um very reliable very predictable in when they're going to die you know exactly how much use you can get out of them uh and until you get a model with combo or something like that yeah then there's no subtlety with these guys um which is fine because there's a lot going on with the other three models in the box. That was uh, that was almost exactly what Andy said as well. Like I said, we're doing skeletons, and I want them to be um, the basically the back of the card should be blank, which I think it is on Echo. Yeah, um, and I think I don't know if the I, I did an alternate version of the animated warriors card, which will be almost blank on the back, um, but I don't know if that one's going to print or not. Yeah, even that one, it, it could be two separate cards with with blank packs if if we wanted oh, yeah. to do it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, and I said, you know, are people going to like these because they don't have any special abilities or unique effects or anything like that? And Andy sort of said, you know what, in cults, that's almost a relief. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, so you, you, me, and Gordon talked about doing these skeletons back at a Masters at the UK Games Expo. I, I guess it might have been last year. Um, but I can't really remember. Uh, and one of the things that um, Gordon was talking about was he wanted them to be not necessarily fast, but not slow, like the Cairo. Uh, and so that was part of the brief with Ico was to have him running. Yeah, again, that's that's gonna, uh, something that makes him stand out from the Cairo. Um, if we release a few more of these, you might even see a, a sort of a, a death and decay style list of just skeletons, which I'm sure everybody will find fun. Um, <laughs> The, the the fact that they're not slow, they can run, they can charge, uh, they don't always go last. Um, it, it makes them very different to play if you just choose to take skeletons instead of zombies. I think for a lot of people that might, a lot of opponents of uh, the sort of Death and Decay style list, it'll be a relief as well, just as like a bit of a change of, uh, change of pace. Like still hard to kill, but in a different way. Um, I, I really like the idea that Gordon uh, expressed as well. And I, I don't know whose idea it was, uh, but when the three of us were talking about it, having the like the they're animated by a cami sort of look to them. Yeah, so that, that was that was my uh, way again to make a difference to Kirai. A, a, a Kirai is a risen person, and mm -hmm. that person's still in there somewhere. So they'll act like that person did in life, even though obviously uh, being Kirai, they are corrupted to do evil things. Uh, whereas these, they're essentially just using the body as a, a vessel to put the uh, some kind of evil kami in, yeah. uh, and the kami just animates the vessel. They're almost like a, a golem rather than an undead, really. Yeah. It was um, it was music to my ears when you uh, when you mentioned it as well because it meant that we could do skeletons without them being an absolute nightmare to cast and then, uh, you know, be really fragile and so on. Like anything which needed reinforcing could be reinforced with like cami tendril nonsense. Um, so yeah, that was good fun and a relief. <laughs> right. Let's talk about Shoujo, the, the life one. We've done death. So let's do life. Same stats. Uh, so she's got Fear 5 and Slow, so she just doesn't have the Cultist. Corrupting Shomyo, she's got, uh, it costs four key, it's complex, it's an aura of six inches, you can't move and you can't do it if you're in base to base. Enemy models within the aura that spend any number of key tokens gain one control marker after their current activation is complete. 
You just sort of shut people down, don't you? It's certainly a disincentive to do anything with your key. Yeah, I think certain factions are going to find that really problematic. So if you do that uh, and you're facing Temple, um, they can be a bit upset about that. Admittedly, Temple getting within six inches of her might have other things that they uh, will be doing anyway, but um, so much of their key expenditure tends to be in combat. Minamoto won't care too much. Can wrong. Yeah, it's it's also quite hard one for her to do, because she can't. Yes, it's quite hard one to do because she she can't move when she does it, and it's a complex. So it's it takes mm. a lot for it to do for it to happen. Mm. So, and the fact she's only since they're slow and only three inch move, she's not going to be doing it very far up the board. So it is super powerful, but I think it's it seems to me that's more of a protection. If someone does get close to her, she can pop it out, so it stops people from trying to go in and killing her that way. Yeah, I mean, I, I suppose. You could get her far enough up the board that the next turn you just go, right, I'm going to kick that off as my first activation. But you are exposing her quite a lot, so quite a risk. Late game defensive tech, if you can get her in a zone or something like that, that Mm. could be interesting. Yeah, I mean, if you can get her in a zone and her be sort of protected by a a skeleton or or something similar, then uh, yeah. I think it's really good, but because of the complex and the no movement, it makes it quite niche. Yeah. Um, then we've got steel vitality, so that's five key, simple, target six inches, opposed key test, not in base to base, and once per turn. Target enemy model loses an activation counter. Choose a friendly model within six inches, that model gains an activation counter. Cool. Yeah, that's, sort of, <laughs> I mean, that's very nice. Yeah, sort of does what it says on the tin, doesn't it? Um, that's where my key's going with her rather than corrupting Shomio most of the time, um, yeah. honestly. Uh, so, I mean, they're, they're all two key and they don't have any uh, any benef- you know, any augmentation in a opposed key test. So a lot of the time you'd be looking at, you know, slightly better than a 50-50 if you're going against other two key models, against one key models. Um, it's a good way to just like farm activation tokens off them and stick them on something else of yours. It's once per turn. Did I not say that? Sorry. Uh, no, I just when you said farm, I thought you meant like, like do it. Oh, no, no, no. And, uh, okay, well, snaffle. Um, <laughs> yeah, one one, uh, one thing about this is when I wrote the first feat, I can't remember which one came first, I figured if you put another really overpowered feat on the same model, then you have to choose between them. So it's not as bad as putting just one big feat on there. Uh, you're always losing out on something, whichever one you choose to do. Yeah. Uh, so um, they're kind of balanced by having multiple overpowered things rather than none. <laughs> well, that's yeah. You've got a limited amount of resources that you can put into all these really, really tasty toys. Um, so let's look at her unique effects quickly. They're similar. Uh, whenever this model deals wounds as a result of a ranged attack, a friendly Uta model heals one wound. Is that the same for all three of them? Yeah. Oh, it's slightly different for Jose. Um, so then whenever this model must spend any number of key tokens for key feeds, she can... So, okay, yep, same thing. So Burakumin models in the same warband as this model gain regenerate one. <clears throat> that, I think, is my favourite thing about her. Because you can take them in the list. If you need extra key, you can use the cultist ability. And then you can just heal them straight back up. It also oh, yeah. makes some of the ones which are pretty good... Um, Book them in models anyway makes them even better because they even they last around they last longer. Yeah. Mm. So I mean, 
was about to say what were Kuminala in the in the faction, but that's a staff question to ask and be here forever. Um, I know people have been talking about Gengo being uh, even more interesting uh, because he comes in with what seven wounds, so seven wounds and regenerate one. Um, he's hanging around, mm. and he's only ten rice as well. Like, he seems like an almost ideal choice to pop in there as a bringing the list up towards a hundred. Yeah, not not the, my favourite. Um, Rockaroo, I think, uh, wins that position. Sure. Because yeah. he just becomes really horrible when he can get Regenerate 1 on himself as well. well of course, his Regenerate 1 is, uh, it, it would then be compensating for the fact that he's only got the five wings. Yeah. You tear your wings off, you know, you probably lose two wings. Yeah, it's going to happen. Yeah. But he so can also reduce wounds anyway, so... What do you mean? Sorry, produce wins. So he's got the uh, touch of the void ability. Oh yes. So that's so he can spend key to reduce the damage. Yeah. Which, if he's using cultists on himself at the beginning of the game and regenerating, regenerating that back up, he should have a decent enough pool. So when he gets into combat, he's either reducing damage or regenerating himself. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So the main thing I think about this was like you can obviously use it for throwing some Barakumin on the front line and they get hit and, and it'll make them last longer, but it does mean you can use cultists as much as you want because they're just going to get that back. I think what I'm yeah. liking so far about the three, well, two that we talked about, but it will count for the third as well, is that whilst they, it's cool that they're a little coven and they work reasonably well together, you can also just take one out and stick it in a different list and it is it's doing work within that list as well. Uh, they're almost like this. This regenerate for Burakumin. It's almost like bringing along a miniature theme. You know? Yeah. Well, the downside to that is, of course, if you took her in a different list, she might never cast Steel Vitality because she only yeah. produces two tokens per turn, uh, and it costs five. Yeah. True. Remember, they can also um, they can also boost their key for opposed tests. Mm -hmm. So, if you're going to spend five on Steel Vitality, you might as well spend the extra two to. So give her three for the test. <laughs> Jesus, look about spending seven key. Yeah, sure. Right, let's talk about Jose, the third one. Uh, all the same stuff. So we'll talk about sacrifice. Well, we've already talked about sacrifice. Um, that's real, real nice. When you do that, so I guess that would react. Uh, that would interact with. Oh God, which model is it that can bring Kairi on? Is it Kato? She can, she can bring Kairi on. Finish reading the card then. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to read it all out loud. Let's, well, let's go through Seed of Destruction, then we'll hit like. So it's five key, simple, target six inches, opposed key test, uh, not in base to face. Place two seed counters on target enemy model. Remove a counter each time the model activates. When the last counter is removed, center a two inch pulse on the target. Deal eight wounds split evenly, rounded down between enemy models in the pulse. This model may not use this key feat while any model, whilst an enemy model has seed counters. Yeah, this is so, super interesting. I really like this one. Yeah. Though I do have one question, which did bug me when I was playtesting: is when they said seed, are they talking about a plant? <laughs> it's a more oh. metaphorical seed. It's because yeah, okay. uh, <laughs> they did have this blossoms into death. I did sort of imagine this giant plant coming out of the the person who's dying, and then which then sort of attacking people for eight wounds. Oh, from death comes life. Yeah, I like yeah. that. 
I, th I think as a key feat, this, um, this again, I talk about meaningful choices. It gives it to your opponent. Like, well, do you want your model to die? Or do you want all the models that you're sharing the wounds with to suffer? Yeah, having been on the other side of that, it's, it's really interesting. Yeah. Because you also have to time when the last activation is used based on what you want to happen. Yeah. So it becomes very tricky to work out how to hopefully not lose a key piece or not lose multiple pieces or what you want. Yeah, you can definitely see like uh, quickly bringing a cami in to within two inches as the last thing so that you can split the wounds and then the cami's only going to take one. And... Yeah, I think I ended up having to finish my activation with like two or three other models within two. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because so I think nothing important died. Yeah, because I think you had quite a couple of models with only got one or two wounds in that range, which would have died. And I was I was really counting on that at the time. Yeah, but then you did screw that plan up a little bit. Yeah, but it, it sort of dictated what I did with like four models. So. And you can, and as the sort of the cult player, you can control it a little bit by you can because since uh, if you can engage the person who's got the seed on them. And engage them in melee. Oh, you're yeah. using up their activations that way, but yeah. that's still a bit tricky to do because they've got to be fresh um, and then combated twice, and then they'll explode. It does give you some control over it. Well, also, oh no! So you only spend a C counter when you activate. Oh, does okay. that not count when the? Would that count then if they are engaging at melee? No, no, it's, it's only when they activate, so uh, okay. engage them in melee will make the, the time taken for the explosion to last longer, which, so, again, is something you can control. It, it might help. Yeah, yeah, that, that might actually be a useful thing. We, I mean, uh, it, it makes complex actions have a different sort of consideration to them as well at that point. Hmm. Yeah, that's, it, it has all sorts of really interesting implications for how you run your turn. Yeah, this is one of my favourites because it's, it's almost entirely maths. Um <laughs> Which is which is my background, um, but yeah. So obviously, if you you're going to take the eight damage, if you can get one model there, then you'll take four each. You probably survive, but you've crippled two models, really. Um, but if you put three there because it's rounded down, then uh, the they're only taking two each. Um, so three models is probably the optimum amount because four also is two each. So you're yeah, just giving them an extra two damage. Yeah. Uh, but if you can get, to, if you can put five models there, you only take one damage each, and you're probably fine with that. Well, I think the best use I've seen of this during playtesting was during a zones game, where the guy basically had to choose to lose his one model in the enemy zone that was going to score him three points, or run all of his guys from the middle zone, which meant that the cult player was going to take <laughs> the middle zone and his friendly zone that turn. So it's, it's like a, which do you want to do? Lose three points or give up? five points to the enemy. So he just had to let the guy die. Savage. I have a quick question. I mean, it says uh, when the last C counter is removed and you move it each time the model activates. So as far as timing goes, can you remove that counter at any point during the activation? Or at the start, does it have to be? Uh, yeah, you, you do it at the end of the activation because being okay. the active player, you could choose what order this goes in with everything else. So you okay. presumably choose to do it at the end. Yeah, probably, yeah. Uh, I mean, and unless, of course, you're, you're going to lose it, spread the, the damage, and then launch yourself to do something. Yeah, if you survive. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Lots of choices.
like it. Uh, unique effects. Uh, so this is slightly different. When this model kills a non-soulless enemy model with a ranged attack, replace the enemy model with a risen Cairo. I mean, obviously it has to be different. Uh, you have to kill a model in order to create Cairo. Um, whenever this model deals wounds as a result of a ranged attack, a friendly Uta model heals one wound. Whenever a Kairai applies wounds to an enemy model as a result of a melee attack, this model heals one wound. Kairai models in the same warband as this model gain regenerate one. Whenever this model must spend any number of key tokens for a feat, it can reduce them by taking wounds, blah blah blah. Um, yeah, she she helps Kairai out. Ah. That's what we needed. <laughs> but I do think regenerate one on a Kairai is probably not as effective as regenerate one on the skeletons. Or the recruitment. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> I agree. It's it's an annoyance. Uh, it, it makes them slightly more reliable for the owner, I guess. So you're not coming down to that, you know, maybe fifty fifty roll. On the uh, on the rise, it's actually uh, interesting on Araka because he's got consumed soul, so it's another way of healing him. And then obviously he <laughs> dies and and has rise. <laughs> well, people were upset, at, you know, how ineffective he was last edition. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played against him this edition yet, so uh, I'm still waiting for that. I I've heard people won't. talk about it, but I haven't. That, yeah, I haven't seen him yet. I've used um, him a couple of times. He is. So much better than the last edition. Cool. Okay. Shall we talk about a couple of the extra cards that come with them and then just talk about sort of general feelings? Um, okay, so we've got Sacrificial Knife. Uh, in the starting phase, you may kill a friendly non soulless model that you own in base to base with the attached model and gain four key tokens on the Uter of your communal card. You can have one of them and it's two rice. Situational is what because you you sort of have to have thought about it beforehand yeah because i would have thought that the setup to actually make it work with a model that you're okay with killing is actually a bit tricky i mean it's something you write into the list i assume yeah yeah either you do it initially or if you're if you're counting on it coming up during the game that's going to be hard to arrange yeah absolutely uh you can combine it um so it's killed. So I'm just flipping back and forth between tabs to get uh, the different rules. Yeah, so you could combine it with Kato. Um, so you're essentially just insta-killing a Burakumin, and then you create a, a Kairai. Yeah. And cycle them through, generate a load of key in the first couple of turns. Possible. Nightmares Unleashed. It's an event. All enemy models must take a fear test with challenge number five or become frightened. Uh, you have to use it in their theme. Uh, it's three rice. So this is one I really like, uh, especially with these guys. If you uh, combine it with feed on fear, yeah, I was waiting. So that, that, yeah. So especially if you're playing someone who uh, uh, forces has got very low key stat, you that's a good way of generating all the key they need for their sort of horrible spells. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's horrifying. If I if I turn up with the, the Tengu list I keep on talking about, which has got a bunch of models in it, but they're all key one, except for one of them, which is key two, this is not going to be any fun at all. It's going to be handing you key and also the melee advantage. Yeah, especially since pretty much I think everything in the box does have fear. So if you can put fear out on everyone, 
they you can't they can't engage you in melee. They're less dice fighting back, and yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it means they're going to auto fail stuff. It's uh, yeah, five five not impossible though, but you can probably count on a couple of models failing it. Yeah, I, I, I would. I think it's worth it. I mean, three three rice. Obviously, you, you're at the expensive end of special cards, um, and if you're also combining it with feed on fear, that's another two rice. Just for people who are listening who don't know, uh, feed on fear. You play during deployment, and for the rest of the game, whenever an enemy model fails a fear test, you add one key token to the feed on fear card. When it has four tokens, you may distribute distribute them to any friendly models, then discard this card. So I, I assume with that one, you once you hit four key tokens, you distribute, but you can't let it build up beyond four. Uh, you you can let it build up beyond four, but you can never distribute them unless it has four. So you shouldn't. <laughs> 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 okay, that, you took me on journey there, Jason. I was like, "Oh, that's just ridiculous." Oh no, that's fine. No, that's fine. <laughs> okay, potentially actually means that the combination might you might get unlucky and it doesn't work at all. Yeah, if you yeah, absolutely. So you you do nightmares unleashed, and you're like, "Please, Ben, don't fail any more than four tests," because if you do, yeah, huh. But could uh, you could you use that card once you failed your fourth one, but before the <laughs> fifth one has has happened? Uh, yeah, assuming you're the active player, then um, you can say right before you're doing that, I am using this as an instant, and you can use it as soon as it hits four. But before they take their next test, even though Nightmares Unleashed is sort of all at the same time, you still have to roll them sequentially. Does so, the active player matter in this case if it's an instant? Possibly not, but yeah, you you definitely get to 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 make that choice anyway. Yeah, cool. Okay, yeah. that's funny. Okay, so yeah, that's a cool combo. Um, we've got a piece of terrain here: profane idol, uh, blocking impassable, small, thirty mil. Yeah, uh, destructible. In the starting phase, each enemy model within three inches loses one key token. For each key token lost in this way, place a key token on this card. When this card has five or more key tokens on it, it is destroyed. So this is just oh it's one it's one rice. This is just a way of uh, sucking key out of the enemy, isn't it? Basically, yeah, it's just a way of being annoying. <laughs> I mean, for one for one rice, it, uh, it's potentially incredible. I mean, one rice is basically worth the blocking impassable piece of terrain. The fact that it does more stuff, <laughs> bonus. Yeah. It's like a small rice bale barricade that also steals all your key. Yeah. Yeah, it was originally going to be able to give that key to the uh, Uta card. Um, uh, but uh, that got removed and it got dropped to one rice. So, um, yeah, I think it's super efficient. I, I will say in future, I think all the cards that come in these boxes are going to be restricted to that theme because then... People who don't want to buy the buy into the box aren't missing anything out at the moment. If you play cult, but you didn't want the witches, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want the witches. But you'd still have to buy it to have a full set of special cards. Uh, so I've kind of learned from this. This this would have in future sets. This kind of thing will be limited to this theme. So you, you're not missing out if you don't buy one of these boxes. Oh, yeah, fair enough. I think I'm, I'm not particularly. Uh, worried about that sort of thing because the wiki exists, and I know not quite everything is up on there yet. But that is also, I think, part of making sure that people who have bought cards don't feel screwed over. Um, 
which I think is fairly fair. But uh, I can understand that. I mean, some games, like I think X-Wing has the, the model where essentially you're going to have to buy that model in order to get the card, but it does eventually, it does go up on a wiki, I think, as well. Uh, I think there's an army builder app or something like that. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, this is a digression on which I'm completely uninformed, so that was unwise. Um, How does that stop us normally from talking about stuff? <laughs> <laughs> I've got an opinion. I've got no reason or anything behind <laughs> it, but I've got an opinion. Start a podcast. Um, yeah, so Profane Idol. That's cool. <laughs> uh, right, what else have we got? Spirit Defense Ritual. It is an enhancement. The first time in the game the attached model takes damage, instead discard this card. Exclusion Soulless, and it has to be used within the theme, and it's one rice. Mm. That's amazing. I mean, it's like uh, just scratch for the Minamoto, except more effective but of course you have to tie it to a specific model yeah so so i'm not sure on that one because i i've come up tried to work out a few lists whether you'd want to put that on one of the sisters or whether you'd want to put it on one, like a good beckerman because if you put it on the sisters it keeps them alive but to be honest you don't really want them near combat anyway so what my th- <laughs> I, my current thought is put it on rookeru so that he's got one turn well one attack where you can go full out attack and not even worry about getting hurt. Yeah, yeah. That's scary. <laughs> yeah, Rothro's scary enough uh, at the best of times. Um, yeah, I think that's a good combo. The combo I was going to go back to would be Shoujo. If you want to do her corrupting Shomyo and it sort of overexposes you a little bit, then at least you've got that there as uh, your first nope. But yeah, sticking it on uh, Rothro. You love Rockero, don't you? I do. He he is he's really good. Remember especially the in this that I killed him with a Hill Tribe Warrior in one hit. I, I'm not saying he's perfect. <laughs> you have a lot. You have, have a much more harder time killing him now for a couple of lists to work out. That was pretty unlikely, but yeah. Warcry war is excellent. So is brutal. Yeah, I, I mean that that's a real good card, uh, especially for one run rice. I've gone and lost it. Where are we? Uh, it, yeah. it was originally more than one rice, and the literally the only time I used it in playtest. Um, I should I should probably make clear as well when I say I didn't playtest and I only used this once in playtest. Other people did playtest these things as well. It wasn't <laughs> just me, so they they did get done. Uh, but yeah, the only time I used it, um, I put it on one of the witches, and she died to Master Poe anyway because he just comboed her. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Actually, no, I think it might have been Kenko, actually. He just combo attacked her, and the first one did nothing, and then the other still killed her. So um, nice. I think it, it might have gone down in rice just after that because it's it's very controllable by your opponent. Like, if you if you can find something that's going to plink one damage off them anyway uh, with a, a ranged attack or um, a, a weaker melee attack where you just don't spend any resources on it and then you can hit them again with something, then it's it's not going to do very much. It's going to waste an activation at best. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying attention when your opponent tells you what's in their uh, warband, you uh, you know that you're going to have to do that. Do we not all do that? Uh, it's hard enough to pay attention to what's in my own warband, honestly. Okay, so the internet died for all of humanity for a bit there. Um, or maybe just the south of the UK, who knows. So uh, I'm going to quickly go over the theme uh, again that I'd started reading. 
So uh, Utah models cost one fewer rice to recruit. The Utah of Uri communal card begins the game with two key. Whenever an enemy non-soulless model is killed, add one key token to the Utah of Uri communal card. You automatically win the tactical roll for turn four, which I think is the same in all cult themes. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, it is. That's, uh, it is. that's one yeah. of the themes running through the cult. One of the themes running through the themes. Uh, in addition, in the start phase of turn four, add two key tokens to the Utah of Uri communal card. Uh, permitted is Utah models, Kairai, Burukamin, and Gashadokoro. Getting quite a bit of extra key coming in through the theme, which they clearly need. Uh, all their stuff is really expensive. I mean, it lets you play with quite a lot of different things. Um, obviously centered around the witches, but you can effectively get whatever you might want that these support. So, there is quite a few other nice cards you would like to get in there. Um, other ones, which basically, I think, is the the book of as someone who gets reduces the cost for key. Um, the other various weird and wonderful things uh, cult can do, which you can't get in the list. But to be honest, as you said, you can you get most of what you want. Yeah, so the stuff that's conspicuous, I suppose, by uh, absence would be any cami mm. or uh, the oh god, I'm not going to be able to remember the thing like uh, the penanglan things like that. Yokai, yokai, thank you. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think uh, there might be some like animals, like the rats. Um, they won't be able to go in there. Yeah, the, the, the actually the rats or the rat swarm would be one which would be amazing if you could get it in there if you combine it with the sacrificial knife. Um, <laughs> yeah, which yeah. you can do if you don't take it in theme. Yeah, so it's it is a trade off whether you would want to take these guys in theme or not. Um, it's doing what the theme's meant to do then. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean the fact that you're essentially just by taking the theme, you're getting four key on the uh, on the Utah of your eye card. Because you're getting two at the start of the game and two in turn four. Plus, every time a model, an enemy model that's not soulless gets killed, you're getting an extra key. Um, you're going to have to really compensate for that key generation if you're going to take all three of them in any, any other theme. But I think the only time that you're going to try and take them outside of this theme is probably just like one or the two, maybe. Yeah, that seems more like a, if you want to run all, all of them, you're probably playing this theme. If you just want one of them to buff something else you're doing or as a specific tech tech pick, you're probably not using the theme. Yeah. Yeah, I, I definitely... I mean, Jason was saying while we weren't recording um, that he'd be interested to see what lists people want to do with uh, with just one of the of the witches. Might be pretty cool if actually people like write that down and send it to us somehow. We have an email address, but there's Facebook and stuff like that. Maybe I'll make uh, make a post when I share the episode. So that'd be cool to have a little look at. I don't know, general thoughts. Ol, have you got anything um, generally that you haven't really talked about already? Well, no, it's more that um, I really like the setup of these. And I'm, I'm actually quite tempted to pick them up as something to, to do. They're quite different from anything you already have, but they're cult and you don't have any cult. So, I mean, that's all. No, no, I mean, goes look, saying. I, I have, I have um, Jung and uh, Ito. Um, and that would be a sort of similar ish to the bit of Ito I quite like, which is all of the magic and the snakes. Yeah. 
so in that sense, it's not too dissimilar from from things I do. But they, they hit a lot of notes that I quite like in my gaming with, with lots of tricky things you can do. Yeah, but also with something that's just going to hit you in the face with a great big bloody axe. Yes, yes, that's, that's, all, that's also good. <laughs> it's an anchor mostly, but yes. <laughs> yeah. That's actually been one of the funny things that uh, playing you is that you've always gone for like trickier stuff. And then when you started getting into Minato for the jump, all of a sudden it's like, this is all who just goes straight forward and hits you with a great big bloody anchor. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> like, what's going on? I've almost taken all the tricks out of, out of the list. It's just Minato and a bunch of bodies. Works. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see more skeletons. And I, don't, I haven't really thought much about Uri. When I was going through putting the Battle Scribe stuff together, I did, I did have a couple of ideas, which I've, of course, completely forgotten now around these guys and skeletons and so on. But uh, at the moment, the skeletons are essentially just like, would you like something that's really hard to kill that's not a Cairo? But James, what, what what's your thoughts going forward with these guys? So I really like them, and I can't wait to actually get some more games with them. Um, <laughs> the fact now they're actually out, I was because <coughs> I, I know the fact that the, the big tournament this year is not happening, and well, at least not happening anytime soon. Uh, yeah, because the UK looked, Games Expo was completely cancelled today. Oh, I was it completely cancelled? Oh, yeah. That's a shame. Oh, we were talking about that earlier, actually. Yeah, so no Grandmasters this year. Um, yeah, so I was... So when these were announced and did the playtesting months ago, I was really hoping that be, the ad be out by then, partly because they're something brand new and something weird to play. Also, I think they could potentially do really well because I think lots of people, until they've played them a few times, are really going to struggle. <laughs> not say that they are not all of them are really squishy so yeah. only a couple of wounds each they don't want to get near in combat because they've all got terrible melee most of their abilities don't work if you're in base to base with someone anyway so they're definitely beatable but they are really tricksy i suppose that's something that we haven't really talked about is like not 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 so much how to play them but how to play against them and i guess like you say, tie them up in, in base to base so they can't do any of their tricks, smush them, shoot them with arrows, whatever. And they're, so they're, they're pretty much all supporty type models, but they've all got to get really close up because I don't think they've got one ability which is over six inches in range. Yeah. So yeah. All, their, all their range attacks are six inch max, all mm. their key feats are six inch. They're only movement three and can't run. So <laughs> they're not going to be getting into. Um, into range to do stuff until turn two, maybe turn three. So yeah. there, there's def I think there's definitely once they've been played against and once people sort of see what they can do and they can they can be dealt with really easily. Yeah, I mean they're, they're going to have a really meaningful choice between saving their key from the first turn and maybe even the second turn or using darkness as well because, like I say, shoot them. So darkness is going to counter that, but then they're not saving their key up from the nasty stuff that they can do. Yeah. So exclude. Yeah. So excluding all their other ways of getting key at the beginning of the turn, if you take the theme and any other stuff, that's all but one of their key they generate in one turn to make it so they can't be shot at. <laughs> that's that doesn't really seem worth it. Because well, I mean, yeah, you, you're going to have to be putting just bodies in the way, aren't you? So people can dive in the way of shots and stuff like that. 
which again, which is the skeletons are really good at that because you put them in front, they can take, um, they can sort of stop people from being able to get close enough to melee them. They can take range shots, and if they get hit, well, they don't really care because they've got the regenerate to get the wounds back. Yeah, yeah. So that's why I think they're they're definitely. I don't think a, a definitely not a starter force to take because just the amount of stuff they can do and getting their use out of them they're not they're not going to be run forward hit people you've got to get to the exactly the right distance away from them away from your opponent so you can do all their fancy spells and abilities but you don't want to get too close always they're just going to get eaten in combat yeah Yeah. i mean I i think that that's something that's true with a lot of cult is that it's they're quite a hard starting point for Bushido in some ways. Um, obviously, the Kai Rai and Rise can be pretty straightforward to do, but obviously you can end up playing for a draw often. So I think that, that can be hard as well. Um, Carl has a lot of different tricks and uh, it's probably easy to get distracted by them. And these girls definitely have a lot of tricks. They're so expensive and yeah. unpleasant. Yeah, that, that's... Like a lot of cult have very specific use cases or situations that model wants to be in yeah if you don't manage to arrange that it's not worth it yeah and if you do take all three of the sisters that's 45 rice unless mm. you take theme and she goes down to 42 so that's still pretty much half your yeah half your force in most games on three models which can't do much scenario type things yeah because oh, they, they don't want to be doing scenarios. You definitely um, cry every time one of them turns an idol. It's like that's an explanation <laughs> that could have killed something or ruined somebody's day. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And if you lose, and when you lose one, you're generating two less key a turn. So that you've got to keep them all alive for as long as you possibly can. Yeah, there's some interesting similarities with them and the um, the three sisters, uh, the imperial sister sisters simply because you, you you're running them as a triad and they they kind of need one another in order to work uh and that's why it'll be really interesting to see how people come up with lists with just one of them because with the sisters i think if you come up with a list where there's just one of them it's the one with the brutal bow and that's probably it mm. um but with these you can i mean the the obvious way to go is like well one of them you go oh, i'm gonna take a bunch of uh of Kai Rai, the other one will take a bunch of uh, Gashtokoro, and the other one will take a bunch of Burukun. That's like, at least you've got an easy starting point there. Um, so from that, um, there's not enough uh, skeletons yet, obviously, no. um, and they don't have a theme. Uh, and purposefully, uh, which one is it? Josai does not go in death and decay. decay. Uh, mm-hmm. Doesn't allow Shigenja. But you can take them in nightmares. So yeah. if you wanted to run Burakum in and just take Shoujo to go with them, uh, that's not terrible. She then gains a bodyguard, which is good for a short range. Mm-hmm. Um, the turn four ability is spirit minus one, which is good for a opposed test yeah. um, for steel vitality. So I think that's the one that I would look at and and wonder whether that would go in there. Anything else, I think, is going to be in order for battle kind of thing. It's uh, yeah, 
if we get enough skeletons, they will probably get a theme list eventually for uh, some kind of Harryhausen-esque theme list um, where uh, we've got yeah. lots of skeletons and you can take a Kuba. But um, uh, until then, I think Jose was over the top for Death and Decay. So yeah, you want to do that, that's definitely ordered for battle. But there's there's probably some kind of Burakuman list with Shoujo uh, in Nightmares. Most of those abilities suit her quite well, and you can take Kami as well, which have got some good defensive options for her. Yeah. Um, so, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing what other people come up with for using them on their own or as a three. So um, the other thing is, of course, yeah, they are half your rice near enough, and if you take all three, even in their theme, you then have to distribute just half your rice between enough Burakumin and Skeletons and Kirai to make them all work. Yeah. So I don't know if people are sort of leaning heavily towards one type and just getting 50 rice of Kirai or whether they're taking just, um, is it Gendo that gives them the, the shrine thing? Um, and then it might be, uh... Uh, splitting between the others. But there's a lot of options for people to, to go through. Uh, it's not Gengo. Uh, is it Yu-Gi-Oh? Desecrated Shrine. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, James, have you have you got a list that you're planning on on running? Yes, yes. Though part of me doesn't want to tell you if you are old because <laughs> chances are you're going to be the ones you're going to be playing against it. But so it's the so it's obviously the theme. Um, mm-hmm. So that saves me the three rice when I take all three sisters, which I do. So all three sisters, uh, one of the animated warriors, mainly because the fact that I would probably summon the other one on the first turn. Yep. Um, Aiko. Uh, Rockero with the spirit defense ritual. Uh, and then Yu-Gi-Oh. So, that, uh, so that's like 95. Then for um, sort of vents and stuff like that, I'd have... Uh, Nightmares Unleashed with Feed on Fear, because as, as we mentioned earlier, it's potentially a really horrible combo. We can actually generate quite a bit of key. And a way of getting more key, Drain Spirit. So that gives you an extra, yeah. potentially another two key. Admittedly, to get it onto the sisters is actually quite difficult because it's got to be done from a model which is quite close to them. Um, and then finally, um, Immaculate Mask uh, for three points. So it's so only got two Bookerman, which that works on, but it does mean that when one of them dies, you can potentially then bring in an armoured Kirai. Yeah. Which then gains, so you are gaining, throughout the game, you're going to get the sort of bonuses from all three of the sisters, where the fact you've got the skeletons, which you're getting regenerate. Um, you've got the two Bookerman with Rockero, who's, as I've sort of mentioned a couple of times, is just, I think, amazing in this list. Yeah. Um, especially when he's got the spiritual defense. Um, so, when he's charging up, attacking people, and if he dies, you can then use the Immaculate Mask on him, which then brings him back as an armored Kirai. <laughs> uh, and I think it's uh, he, he is exhausted prone and with only one wound. So, there's a chance you could then die, but then you've got Rise to bring him back. Yeah. Um, he, he'll regenerate if you do it near the end of the turn. Yeah. And the armored Kirai are, again, pretty tough. For essentially a free model, yeah, hundred um, percent. Twelve, twelve rice model. 
Yeah, so then you've got the three sisters who will sit back, and then you've got uh, four other models which you buy, five on the first turn when you get the second skeleton, which then can go off and do all the um, turning idols or holding zones. And then the sisters just sit back and six inches away from stuff and just blast them with dark magic or their various horrible key feats. What was the second Burakumin? Uh, Yu-Gi-Oh. Yu-Gi-Oh. Okay. So, so... Again, yeah, so because the fact that he's got the desecrated grave, which gives the um, believer, which works on the three sisters, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and disturbed flow, which if you combine that with the other disturbed flow, you can get out there from the key feet. Um, really good. And if need be, you can use his quagmire to actually slow people down to try and give some protection from the, the sisters. And obviously the Bakamunum have got cultists, so you're generating key from them. You're generating key from Feed on Fear and Drain Spirit. Um, you're, uh, it's a very similar-ish list to what I took actually against all doing playtest. And I don't think I really will start for key at all. Hmm. Um, hmm. The, the abilities I was using was probably I'd probably change now because because before I was trying to use some of their fancy abilities on their cards, but I think just Chaos Bolt on its own is just really good for two key and being able to put potentially three wounds on someone. That's just yeah, that's, that's quite nasty. That sounds it's, good. Yeah, I. Yeah, it's scary. I... <laughs> but I think it is still going to be tricky to play because it's not exactly the fastest list. Um, it's going to struggle for um, any mission with a Vim. Yeah. Because you could give it to the skeletons, um, their movement four, so they've got a good chance to move across the board. But... You can only give it to Ico. You can't give it to the others because it needs to be a unique. It's true, yeah. Um, but he's, he's one of your, one. yeah. He's but he is one of your the mainest or beat sticks in the list. Yeah. So you could give it to Rockero Movement Five, um, but again, he needs to be doing stuff rather than running yeah, around. They're the tough choices. Um, yeah, the Vim would be a struggle, I think. Yeah, and then any with an idol is going to be tricky because half the list you don't want as before you don't want it near any of the idols. <laughs> I mean, it sort of sounds like you're saying to me, like, it's a really good list, but it's going to struggle with scenarios. <laughs> yeah, but, but that's a lot of the cultist-type lists I play anyway. Um, yeah, and I, I think the thing is, like, you've got enough tricks that you can you can swing things your way, you know, remove enough of their models, make their models not do anything because they're yours for, a, you know, temporarily. But I think um, you, can, you can swing it back your way. Yeah, so I only recently got the, the Risen Sun deck, so... The the one point um, one one rice card which gives you the scenario points could be really good on this. Yeah. Give it to give it to Yu-Gi-Oh because he's not going to be doing combat really. He's I don't think he's got any. Uh, doesn't that card need to be on the most expensive model in the uh, list? You might be. Uh, don't. Yeah. No. Oh, is it okay? So that's Rockero. Okay. Yeah, so that's probably not going to work then. <laughs> not so much. Although, honestly, uh, you're probably only going to get one or two scenario points out of that card. Uh, 
I think most of the time. Yeah. Uh, unless you're super committed to getting as many out of it as you can, in which case you're probably sacrificing whatever model you put it on, you're sacrificing some uh, effectiveness. I could go on one of the witches because Rockerow and the witches are all 15. Yeah, even though uh, you're less. Yeah. yeah. Fair but point. Even though they're technically 14, they, they've got 15 written on the card, so that's yeah. what points. Um, so yeah, yeah, you, got- you could you could play it through a few times and work out which one you'd want to put it on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I've got another cult list which uses that card very effectively, but, but I won't say about that one. Um, <laughs> that's a again, that's a secret secret one. I'm going to try and use at some point. There's a prefecture model who who is really effective on. I think um, is it the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably recommend against that. Uh, I can't remember, is his name like Katsumoto? Is that right? Yeah, Um, yeah. the the tactics one. Yeah, basically. He's got no opposed key tests um, that he puts on people, so it's just when someone gets into combat with him. I mean, I've currently got it on Yuji and my uh, Minamoto, so it's Mm -hmm. uh, like he wants to get in melee, but he's going to get me two turns worth of points before he does. He's Minamoto, he can wait. Like, yeah. I'll beat the shit out of them in a minute. It's fine. Yeah, he's got two samurai as well that could go and do stuff before he has to get involved. Yeah, the new Minamoto samurai. You can you can write other lists now. <laughs> what other thing you can run the other theme rather? Just speaking of the Risen Sun cards, the uh, the one that gives everybody an extra key is pretty good um, because it's three extra on the card to start with. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, there's not a lot of re-rolls, so uh, balance is actually quite good for the witches. They don't, they don't have many re-roll effects. So, uh, uh, yeah, 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 that's true. Yeah. Balance Even, is another one of those special cards where, you're like, well, it's affecting both, so I have to judge the matchup and so on. But in this case, makes sense. Yeah, the the list which I came up with was literally just trying to get as much key as I can <laughs> onto the onto the three sisters and have a couple of other models which can go and actually punch stuff. So it was a bit of a squeeze getting just even the, the um, event cards in as I could. But yeah, those other cards would actually work quite well. Yeah. It's interesting you're saying about Chaos Magic being, uh, what is it? Chaos Bolt, sorry. Chaos Bolt, yeah. Good enough to uh, to just use because it's three for two. But um, when I've had other people playing these, they, they always want to boost to try and get it off. You often do it on a, an enemy two key model. If it's one, then you can just use it. But anything decent with uh, two key to, to go back at you, you want to boost to three to try and get the thing off. Uh, so it ends up costing four. Um, and at four, people are like, I'm not sure it is worth it now. So it's, it's a, yeah, it's interesting, which is why I quite like one of them in Nightmares for the Spirit Minus one as well. Yeah, cool. I, at one, po- one point, I did look at trying to use them with the, the starter box, the three female Bookerman uh, from there. I think they would work really well, but that, means you've got a list which is even less punchy and even more squishy. Potentially very can heal a lot, but I'd I'd, I'd be tempted to to only be running one of the Utah if I were taking the new Burakumin from the starter set and essentially just going, yeah, it's about Chaos Bolt interacting with those three and then other stuff and and, uh, because otherwise you're going to be spending so much rice on the Utah and yeah you're right, it's going to be start getting a bit of a squeeze yeah but you just say pick the one which gives them regenerate one so yes that would be handy 
Because I think they're all uh, five five wounds, aren't they? So I think so. Yeah. Yeah, that's Shoujo. So yeah, I mean that way you, you get to choose which order to resolve the um, uh, the damage in the end phase. So you could always heal the one that you wanted to by doing that type of damage last. I think that's right. Anyway, we've answered this somewhere, and <laughs> I can't remember which way around it was now. That's one of the uh, frustrating things about the uh, bastards being cancelled. Like one of the many is that the uh, it, it normally brings to light some stuff which needs to go into an errata, doesn't it, um, or an FAQ? And yeah, we haven't got that focal point. With um, obviously with a lot of the stuff being quite new as well, I was hoping to go to like two or three big tournaments this year. <laughs> Uh, just to see what, make sure everything's working all right. But we're done. And, and now it's just like just just one tournament, please. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't know. Um, so I, I'm still calling Daimyo of the South postponed. The intention was if uh, UK Games Expo had gone ahead, that we would try and squeeze it in before then as like a warm up, uh, essentially. Uh, seeing as that's not going to happen now, it sort of frees us up to be a little bit more agile about the timing so if we can get it in this year i'm going to try but if that proves to be either impossible or irresponsible then uh then it will just get pushed to next year if anyone's listening who's worried about refunds you'll get them don't yeah i'm not going to hold on to your money and make you go next year <laughs> uh but yeah real bummer that we've had all those uh all those events cancelled weird times Yes, everything's just sort of stopped. Um, apart from Gordon, who's still sending out um, orders if you want to order anything off the store. Yeah, yeah. Well, it helps when your spare room is your stock room. I mean, that's not that's not strictly true. They they do have a lock up, but uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was really impressed. Well. I was really impressed with the because I bought stuff from when the these girls were originally released, and I've also did some from the what would have been the salute day, mm. and. Both orders came within two, three days, yeah. which was amazing. I was really chuffed with that. I was expecting to wait weeks for it. I so, imagine that Gordon uh, is, is probably going a little bit mental because I don't think he can go and do his job, his, like his day job at all. So uh, I imagine he's, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's, if it's Gordon even dispatching them or not, I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I think he's, um, he's literally down the road from a big post office. Uh, that whole thing so I think he can just drop stuff off there uh, so he's packing them in his, his front room at the moment because he's having renovations done <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and sending them off yeah it's crazy times right now yeah. Yeah. it's definitely appreciated because it means I've got more stuff to paint which I'm very happy with um, I've got some <laughs> carrying on my desk at the moment going now of, of all the people I know you and Tony just chew through models so quickly ah wolf clan you're painting yeah i've got four wolf clan painted i've got another two more to do and then the two wolves awesome so, so they'll be done soon yeah what do you think of the models they're really nice i it was because i've been doing a lot of sci-fi models recently ah, a bit of it's been very, yeah it's been really nice to go back painting sort of earthy tones and sort of cloths and stuff like that uh it's, it's definitely been a nice change. Um, hopefully they'll be finished. Give it, give it a few more days and I should have them done. Maybe I'm not going to be able to use them for months, but they can, sit, yeah, they, can sit, they can sit on a shelf ready to go. I've, I've, had, I've managed to paint some stuff. I haven't painted any Bushido. And I, I finished painting my last thing like a few days ago. I need to 
probably need to paint some bushido. The weird, the, the weird thing about this lockdown is it's sort of it's sort of taken the wind out of my sails a little bit for war games um, because so much of it is obviously this, like talking about it and stuff, but so much of that is in person for me and the playing in person. I bought Tabletop Simulator, haven't used it. I've been, so I'm still developing the Vassal mod, which is essentially like gouging around eyes out with spoons. Um, <laughs> but I will get that to a state where you can play a game. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's just weird. I mean, I've, yeah, I've been playing a lot. I'm possibly playing more games now than I usually do. <laughs> and I usually pick quite a lot of games anyway. Yeah. But I mean, I've been, well, I've been playing the Arkham card game. And I'm doing something like three games a week of that. It's impressive. I get to the evening. I mean, you know, look, toddler has an effect. Yeah. But like, I get to the evening and I'm just like, I just kind of want to sit. Um, yeah. I guess I'm sort of taking the wind out of my sails, but we need <laughs> yeah. to. I, I wonder if we need to do like a like live stream a, a couple of games of Bushido at some point. I was thinking that it might be quite fun to arrange like a virtual tournament, yeah. but I wondered if maybe we do that with like starter sets or something. So, well, the Tabletop Simulator Bushido One only features the starter sets at the minute. Yeah, they're very close to getting it all in there, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I thought that might be quite fun. So maybe. Um, Maybe I'll talk to people off air about yeah. sorting that out. Shouldn't require too much paperwork because, you know, it's just sorting out matchups, isn't it, really? No. Okay, cool. Um, I guess we should wrap this up. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, Jason. Much appreciated. No worries. Uh, should probably see you back for the next release, whenever that is. Yeah, yeah. We might try and get you on for uh, some other things, but we'll see what we're doing. Thanks for joining us, James. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Uh, we'll get you on again to talk about more Bushido, I think, and other things. Yeah. You played all sorts of games. I have been, yeah. I've, I've even, Almost too many. I've even redone my sort of gaming room now, so it looks a lot more tidier and I've got more space. Awesome. You'll have to give us a tour sometime. <laughs> Do a live stream of everyone's game, gaming holes. No, wait. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right guys it's getting quite late now he's getting right old you know how this works all right cheers guys yeah see ya catch you later see ya find Robot Dice Explosion at robotdiceexplosion.com at rde underscore podcast at twitter and Robot Dice Explosion on Facebook